truth response. That's a good question. Mentally, emotionally, physically. That's a great question to ask. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I know where this is going. It's my favorite question. Are you ready? I made a post about that today. The apocalypse? Actually. Are you ready to go? Apocalypse? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus said he's going to return and claim what is his. Are you ready for that? That's the question. Yeah, well. One way or another, raptures and theoretical like what's gonna happen none of that stuff really at the end of the day it doesn't matter if we're right or wrong about it we just got to be ready for him here's an interesting thought for the for the uh the premillennialists is if the if the euphrates is drying up and that's like that's like sixth that's the sixth. That's the, the sixth, sixth seal. seal. Yeah, if they're at, if we're at sixth seal, Euphrates drying up, and then then the, what is it? Four angels are released, or is that's it right? Okay, four angels are released. Four angels. Um, to it's, go. It's and funny, dude, because I just read this this morning too. So, um, so Euphrates dries up. Four angels released. Once it completely dries up, and then, what does that do for the theory of the rapture occurs first to trigger all of these events? Let's talk about it. My name's Trey. What does that mean? By the way. Yeah, this is Derek. I'm here. My name's Franz. AKA. Okay, it's Nick. It's Nick. <laughs> Lizzie and Mark couldn't be with us today. Because they're lame. Such and extra special lame for you, Mark. They had other responsibilities. Come on. No. You know, they didn't. This is a priority. Priority Ooh, number one. I like that. I like that you think this is a priority. Dude, Aren't I came you in. supposed to be off today? Exactly. <laughs> I came in, and I was supposed to be off today. The, um, the, the rapture questions specifically have been really at the forefront of my mind um, since I was a kid. Like, I loved the book of Revelation, even as it. He even po- said it right, folks. Revelation, not Revelations. Revelations. There's only one Revelation. It drives me nuts. <laughs> That's because there's only one. Right. All right. And his name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the Revelation. Um, but, yeah, so I was really fascinated with that book and the end times and the prophecy. And I was always fascinated with prophecy. And so I've been uh, studying prophecy since my, my turning to faith, um, since I had... It was one, it's one of my favorite topics to study, and it's specifically um, looking at uh, eschatology. So, now explain for the good people. That's those a terms. big word for the end. <laughs> the study of the, the study end. of the end. There you go. So, okay, continue. The basic. It's like kind of like I've learned. It's kind of like that, proctology. Yeah. What I've learned it's is the study of the end. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> did you like that? That's a disgusting joke. <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned is there's three basic, uh, well, there's the rapture, um, which, is in, which is in scripture. Um, the question really comes down to when rapture, 
for most most of us. Um, I think what is the question too that yeah that it may not look like what we think right because we we tend to get our theology from the Left Behind series because it's <laughs> it's accessible. I, don't, I I will say I've never read it. And you don't I, have to read it. Well, I'm you just, just it it's just. Because it it's there, the culture. right? Because it's there, it's infused in the culture, um, right? Because it is a big cultural it thing. Really is. So I, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's a part. I, in my study, mm-hmm. I have always strived, especially in this topic, to stick to like what is biblical, what is biblically supported, mm-hmm. and and so the, I think we're, and that's kind of the conclusion that I've come to in that is that. Time, uh, there's between. Personally, I'm, I'm more between like the pre and the mid trib. If you don't know what that means, there's a seven year tribulation, three and a half years into it. Rapture would be a mid tribulation. Um, I'm more in that. In, I'm either at the beginning or the middle. I'm not sure because mm. I just don't know. I don't think it's at the end. That's the. That's where I'm at. So that would put you more like in the vein of being an amillennialist, meaning that we are somewhere in the midst of that, as it's, opposed it's to possible. We haven't like the. I mean, because as a as a pre as a premillennialist, you believe that the rapture is what triggers everything. So all of this other stuff, yeah. this is just. This is just part of the groanings and the you mm-hmm. will hear of wars and rumors of wars sure. and so on and so forth. Like, so this would just be the rumblings. If you're if you are a good premillennialist, you're like, didn't happen yet. Like this Euphrates drying up thing, it's in the Bible. Still does. It's not as important as the thing that has yet to come. I I don't disagree with that statement, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think that that specifically dictates whether or not they're right. You know, so mm-hmm. um, that that rapture. There's there's tribulation mentioned and there's great tribulation mentioned, and I know that there's some flaws in looking at like that. That's the thing is, is every single one of these. Potent every single one of these uh, like of the three, the pre mid and post mm-hmm. millennial. And then there's like the amillennial. Amillennialist view would, which is basically kind of, post-millennial. It, what it believes is that Jesus's coming, his death, burial, and resurrection, is what triggered, and we are in the midst of, of revelation right now. Like so, okay. the fact that we would be at the sixth seal, as an amillennialist, you're like, I get it. Like I, I see all of that stuff because okay. all these other things that have happened in the midst of history, like you can say, okay, there's where. There's where that seal occurred. There's where this one occurred, and we're still in the midst of those rumblings. So it would be, it would be very much a. I don't want to even say you're taking the entirety of Revelation figuratively. The times you are, just like you would be taking potentially the times of creation, as a as a figurative type of um, a type of time frame, and not necessarily a literal twenty four hour. Okay. You know, this, to make to make six days and, and the seventh day, then, um, so it would be that reading of, okay, the, the death, burial, resurre- resurrection of Jesus that put us in the end times, and technically it did, right? Yes. Um, so that put us in the end times, and so at that point was, um, 
the time when when it reads when you read about the the resurrection of the saints that mm-hmm. happened when Christ emerged, so did others. Yeah. So so scripture says so that was kind of like the the rapture event that happened, and there's more that goes into that as well. Um, so uh, so as an amillennialist view, you think okay, we're these things, these periods, the seven years is is not just a literal seven years. It's a figurative seven years of of these events playing out in some expanded time frame. Seven is just a number of completion. That's what that means. God created everything in seven days, and God's going to correct everything in seven days. And so it's. I think it's easier for you to hang on to amillennialist views if you are an old earth creationist. And and I could be wrong there, but I... I, I I feel like there's something there because I I tend to I tend to lean that way. I'm not going to die on any of these hills, but I tend to lean that way that the seven days of creation were were more figurative, and they they were days, but those days also in Scripture day is not necessarily a 24 hour period of time either. Sure. Um, so as they are communicated as days, um, they are revealed over the course of a time and seven completed that. And so you see that number seven reveal itself time and time and time and time and time again in Scripture as a, a moment in time, and it signifies perfection and completion. And so, um, so the seven years of tribulation are a time of perfection and completion, whether or not literal, literal or figurative, that's what has to happen. Yeah. Mm. I saw you squint at me. When I and I don't know if that's because you're actually reading something on your phone or if that's because of the words that I said. No, it's because I'm reading. Oh, okay. I'm I'm, I'm reviewing Revelation real mm, quick. Okay. I had a thought. It's just a crazy out there. Put it know. out. I mean, because we're talking about something we don't really know anything about. Um, <laughs> I mean, nobody does. I mean, not confirmation. We don't have yeah, confirmation yeah, on anything, I mean, right? This is we, all speculation. I mean, I, I just, we know things. The things in Revelation are going to happen. We don't necessarily right. understand them, right? Yeah. So that's that's what I'm. I'm throwing not, spaghetti against the wall. I know well. enough that I know what the text says. Right. Whether or not I I have come to the right conclusion from the text uh, of prophecy, which is, you know. There's a lot of people that have gotten prophecy fulfillment wrong in the past. Um, it's it's a lot of people. It's it's sure. pretty well detailed yeah. in the New Testament. The lack of uh, even holy men, for example. So you young know. Earth, right? Or young Earth, right? That that's the six thousand yearsy people. Six out six to twelve thousand years. They tend Somewhere to fall in, in that yeah. line, and and it's so, it's literal twenty four right. hour yeah. periods. Wouldn't it be kind of wild if? 6,000 years, and we're getting ready to come upon the sixth it is, seal. It is an interesting... I mean, that that kind of breaks anything that I ever grew up thinking or learning about, thinking about Revelation, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, I've, I've always been in the camp of pre, you know, pre-tribulation. You grew like, up... You that's grew how up, I was taught, You grew right? up Baptist. I grew up and, Baptist. And, that's, and I was taught that's a general pre-trib. Baptist view. Yeah. Right. And uh, pre-tribulation rapture. And They make a strong so, case. Sure. I mean, and and like I said, we don't we don't really we don't know we don't know exactly, um, and that's intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus was like, yeah, nobody well, knows, I, right? And I think too that's the wisest <coughs> position on this issue to take, is that you have to, and and that's anything when we're talking about the ways of God, right? Among especially 
um, when you're trying to talk about what's gonna, what you expect God to do, you know, we should always reserve uh, some humility that we're going to be wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I reserve the right to be wrong, right? <laughs> so, so, but I mean, that puts a whole new thought process and spin on these seven right things or whatever. And I mean, if it's this is coming around on the sixth, you know, it's completing the sixth, and we're, the words have been spoken. You know, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, like. Whoa. There could be some math and numbers important to that. Who knows? I mean, that's that's one of those things. Like, I, I, I'm I just saying, firm, it's a possibility, right? I am a firm and strong believer that nothing happens by accident, mm-hmm. and that God has has every moment mapped out. Sure. The question is really right? just rather wh- whether or not we can understand. Yeah. That. Well, or think, if it, if the concepts are the same, right? I think that's exactly now to then. I think that's exactly why he works in those ways, though, and he sticks to his favorite numbers. They're his favorite numbers. He likes them. That's why he uses sure. them. Okay, like it, like you know. But when I get up there, I'm going to be like, if you why like the seven? Color, like five like, is a much better number. <laughs> I think Nick, is, you're you're a color blue guy, right? You've seen. You, I think you wear a lot of blue. In I do general. tend to wear a lot of blue. You yeah. know, I'm the same way. I tend to wear a lot of blue. I like. Yeah. I wear what I like. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when when God is working, and and putting together His plans and His things, of course, He's going to use the things that He likes. And so, if He loves the number seven, He's going to do things in seven days. If He loves the number three, He's going to do things in threes and tens and, you know, and and I think He reveals Himself in those. Well, and I think too. that there's also there's got to be something to the whole and we oh, won't go down this, so this. You, can't, go down, you can't read into it we won't too go far. down the the route of the whole laws of logic because laws of logic have to be in every possible universe right like obviously god has to work within the laws of logic because he understands all things right like his yeah. infinite knowledge allows him to always be working logically because he understands it therefore you know it's logical to him even if it's not to us but I almost wonder if it's like the number seven is the number of completion because of something that it just is outside of our understanding and knowledge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not just God. I mean, obviously God, but like, like there is something more to it that we just don't grasp yet, you know? Like, well, he's the one that made it even make sense. I mean, what what were numbers? What were numbers before God and before they made sense? Like what was what was scientific exploration before God? Like it nothing all was before God. Right. So. And, and, well, <laughs> right. and that's it. Right. right like right. nothing was before God. And so God, God created concepts that we could grasp in mm-hmm. order to communicate right. well, his we should, order, we should his perfection, that. his completion, his, you know, we, we, God has we, always been. Let's right. God has up. always no. been, but he is, he established, right. When, right. when it talks about in Genesis that there was nothing, and there was this this formless void of chaos right. that existed, um, and God put it all in motion. He utilized a, a something that was given in a way that we could understand. Like, so he had to establish numbers. He had to establish math. He had to establish the laws of physics. He had alphabet. To, he had to establish it, a form of communication. Yeah. Right. He had to establish all of these things in order for. For, num- for, okay. for for him to be 
this this is going to sound wrong, but for him to be God, he had to put order into it. I got a question I, for you though. What, I think no, I don't think. What, I don't okay. think well, hang that's on. Wrong. Hang what, on though. What I, I just wanted at to what point that. was order not there? You said chaos, right? But mm-hmm. there wasn't, because God says that He is not a God of chaos, right? Like He's not. He's not that. He's a God of order, right? The, like He's not there, the word. He doesn't the, bring in confusion. The concept in at least in biblical history and tradition, and, and in the Hebrew culture, was that when it talks about God hovering over the darkness of the deep, it's meant to symbolize chaos. It's meant to symbolize a time when there was when there was disorder and disarray, and there was presumably nothing. And, and it, it, I don't know. I but don't if know. There is nothing. I don't know, how can it be chaotic? You've got to understand. You, we've got to look at it from the context of of a Hebrew mm. writer and a Hebrew audience. And I don't know if we can get back there to really understand that concept of why God used those specific words, delivered those specific words to Moses in order to, to reveal himself. So that's what they would have understood though. When you read, when you think about deep, when you think about depth, when you think about the sea, when you think about all of those kind of things, what that meant for, for the Hebrew audience and Jewish audience later on was, was disarray was disorder was was there was no form or there was there was something there was something that can't be grasped mentally emotionally well i think more what derek is saying is that like that's how it was supposed to be at the time in the Mm -hmm. time right like that for the world before the earth and the heavens there was nothing Mm mm-hmm before God, God created it. Before right. God created, right. there was just God. Right. All right, so even... Okay, so Scripture literally says... Literally. Literally. L- literally. literally. The earth was out form and void, right? Well, it's mm-hmm. the, in the beginning, and, God created heavens and the earth. So right. before anything... But that's the first thing he did. Right. He right? created... The, basically, he created matter, right? He created let's just, matter Let's, let's put space. it in science terms real yeah, quick. Yeah, matter right? and space. Exactly. Matter, right? That he created matter well, was and we it, say space but that's what the he- i mean space the could heavens. be matter as well right like as far well, as in the heavenly realms could we be just may not understand well. it right right so like otherly realms that we but, don't understand and it says the earth was without form and void and the darkness was over the face of the deep right the that concept of darkness and deep in the hebrew it symbolizes a concept of chaos and a concept of of no structure and from but our that doesn't perspective make any sense why doesn't it make any sense god didn't because there was also form yet there was also face of the waters right like he he was god the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters. so <laughs> there had to have been something right because and again, if he's over it it's at least somewhere and in the right? hebrew concept the waters signify chaos they they signify something that is that is dangerous and un, maybe unattainable. Yeah. So, all right. So, in in the the root of the Hebrew, according to Strong's, they're using the biblical usage typically for this word would be uh, deep abyss. Mm-hmm. 
primeval ocean, the grave, like, there's nothing but, it was just, it was over to, I, I mean, it. I'm not saying yeah. it's not, it's not something. There was just nothing but, living, right? Right. Like that's, and that's it was uninhabitable that, at that point. Well, because there wasn't anything to inhabit. Like, sure. because he created water. I mean, God inhabited There had to it. have been, there had to have been some structure to the water because he also said, you know, on one of the days, he said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the water. Right. Right. So there was some, like, there was some container, obviously, because he also said, you know, he created the earth. And mm-hmm. when he created the earth, there there was still without form and void, you know. So that, it was, that just means it hasn't been formulated. It, yeah. Yet. I mean, was, if you take it's, that it's, apart, it's, like, and think about, like, okay, he's created, so boom. There's made a, a planet, pile of dirt, right? There's a planet, <laughs> and it's got some water on it, but like, there's no real structure to it yet. You like, gotta there's think no... Bob Ross, okay? You gotta paint everything the background first, right? <laughs> right. So, as God Bob Ross is this this creation story, um, I mean, if you if you look at it literally, right? Mm-hmm. Which we can't fully do because it's not fully literal either um there's a lot of figurative language within it um god has the earth right it's got water on it you know it doesn't have structure it's not survivable it's probably extraordinarily cold um but who knows because he could be producing heat for all we know right and he said let there be light boom okay it was too dark there wasn't anything substantial he creates the sun and the stars right or at least the sun nope nope sun that doesn't stars. happen till day four okay well he creates there's the just light. light there's the yeah right? there's just light and it's not a harnessed light right so it's, there's even that's there's yeah, yeah. Even that's all it, day and night him it's it's interesting you say that the way that you said that because it sounds like without him containing mm-hmm. and and kind of taking everything and, and, and putting it into order, it just goes nuts mm-hmm. and it'll go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, you know, and, and, and that's, I mean, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Cause that's how everything else in this that he's made functions, mm-hmm. right? We, we multiply. Yep. And so if he doesn't contain that light into the sun, it'll just go every, it, mm-hmm. you just have nothing but light and same, it, kind of this, you know, we can't oh, look at him. This is interesting. Because of, Similar issues, right? Mm-hmm. He's too much for us to gaze upon. Sure. You know, so. So within that, the next thing cool. is let let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters yep. and let it separate the waters from the waters. Yep. The waters above and the waters below. Right. Right. So it's kind of interesting thought. You this, know, is, to, this is one of those that, verses that the flat earth um, folks that believe in the bubble. Firmament. The, yeah, it's called the, the there's firmament. a literal firmament yeah. that holds the water above the earth. Yeah, okay. I was watching this this reels or something that popped up and was talking about that how how you have to go through the depths of the sea in order to actually get to Mars because everything exists in this sphere of water. It was kind of convoluted, but it was kind of interesting when you when you know a little bit about firmament. Um, I've I've heard some 
the the explanation for the planets and the stars mm-hmm. is that they're refractions of light, mm-hmm. reflections of light in the like coming through the water. Mm-hmm. So they're fixed, um, and they move or whatever is the idea. Mm-hmm. But they're just like basically little glints of light that peeks through the water in those places. Mm-hmm. And yeah. All right. So then it says, and so it was, and God called the expanse heaven. So we have to clarify that when the word heaven is used, it can mean several different things. There's three heavens. Yep. I can explain at least two of them. Okay. So you got the sky, right? Yep. That's one. That's possibly what they're talking about right here, right? Yep. I, I don't have the I don't have yeah, I don't have the Hebrew in front of me, so I I can't do that, but yep. that's probably the one we're talking about. And yep. The possible, possibly space is the second one. Right. I'm not really sure. And then, obviously, heaven is the spiritual That's realm. That's the third. Is the yeah. third heaven, it's right? the heaven. What is it called? Heaven the, beyond. Heavens heaven. of heaven. Heaven. Okay. Heavens of the heavenly or so, something like that. There's there's a, a term used for that that speaks specifically to where God resides. All right. So then that was day two, right? God created probably the sky at that point, right? And he separated the ton of water from a little yeah. bit of water. And then the waters under the heavens are gathered together in one place and let dry land appear. So this is day three, and he's starting to formulate what the the dry land on Earth is going to How be would, looking well, like. Well, and it, I think if we think about this, like w- that makes it sound like there wasn't any dry land. But there was, like, earth, and there was water. And there or it was, was scattered. Right? Sure. It says, it says, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the, and let, oh, I guess, and let the dry land appear. Right. So, right. I mean, and maybe it was, like, in, in the, I guess, the terrain Shifting thought. of tectonic plates to a grand extent, right? Not yes. Not the way they work now, but, like, yes. to an extent where... You know. It's formation of them. Right. Yeah. Right. And and even um I'm thinking like uh pulling, you know, pulling mountains out of the sea out of the ground, you know, pulling up mountains and and you know, I mean, he's a, he can terraform any way he wants. He's God. Well, so. think about what's below all of us, right? Yeah. There's a water table. So he literally called them up, and I mean, there's could a, also drain it, <laughs> right? Well, and there's there's speculation about really how the center of our Earth functions, and it's liquid of sort. It might be liquid hot magma, but it's a liquid of sort that somewhere resides in the middle that causes the things to flow and shift and move, and we have and, truly no idea, right? Right, like. We've there's there's really deep. not. There's yeah. yeah, we we can't even like it's all speculation. Right. So which is interesting. Um All right, so he gathered those together called the water sea and that was that was that day. Uh oh, nope, it's not done yet. And and God said, "Well, oh, that's interesting. So this is all day This is all day three. And then the earth was told, basically, grow. Grow plants. 
grow trees, grow vegetation, you know, seed, all of that. Yeah. And let's see. It was third day. Yep. Then, then you're right. The fourth day, right, is mm-hmm. the lights in the expanse of the heaven. It says, "Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years. And let the, them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth." I love what um, that in the first chapter that it tells us what the purpose of the stars the sun the moon are and and to or at least especially the stars to mark those sacred times and um and for the long something we may not recognize um today is that we didn't always have paper calendars and Mm -hmm. uh you know phones that told us what today was Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, it probably would be pretty easy to lose track of time. You know, it's ironic. You like, know. humans used to be really intelligent. No, <laughs> yeah. but think about it. Like, and humans used to be really the intelligent. Smartphone. And then, yeah. and then as we made things easier, mm-hmm. humans became less intelligent. Mm-hmm. And some humans retained intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's really what happened. Most of us are, are like sheep. Right. I mean, <clears throat> if you think about it, most humans are, are, I couldn't, I mean, I don't know if I could find my way home from here. You know, I can't, I don't think I could find my way to, to Missouri by navigation of the stars or anything. You know what I mean? Like I had a buddy who was in, uh, he, well, he went to the military, um, but in Boy Scouts, he learned how to tell the time based on thumb links in the sky and he was accurate like not not necessarily to the minute but five or ten like every time it just blew my brain just completely Mm. and so well that's that's it yeah you're right it's 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 something that this this starts to get into the question this everything that we're talking about here is is like the the vast complexity of what God created. And and I'm a, so me personally, I'm not an old earth guy. I'm a young earth guy. Mm-hmm. I think God did it in seven days because I think that's the kind of God that I, I follow mm-hmm. is the kind of God that he didn't need it. He didn't need 10 billion years. He didn't need to, he, he needed seven days, guys. And that's, that's all he needed. It was plenty of time. And he actually he didn't need seven. He only needed six. <laughs> you know, he took the last day off. Um, and I love what it says too about that. I just I just love the signs and the stars and the heavens. And I think uh, kind of going back into the Euphrates and things like that. If if we take some time and we look at some of the really exceptional signs that have been happening in the heavens, um, we've had a lot of blood moons, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of uh, yeah. It feels like s- things are a little more frequent. See, see yeah, and they're happening in. Um, in sets Mm -hmm. uh if you if you go and you like actually take and you look at when they happen you can see them make tetrads and things like that and um uh and and when things start happening like that and you start seeing blood moons and you know and constellations and then there's the revelation 12 sign i don't know if you're familiar um that there are many in the um so in the 
I guess it's called the Watchman Community, um, those that are watching for Christ and watching the heavens and those kind of things. And there's been a bunch of stuff that's actually happened um, cosmologically uh, in the in the stars mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. has been interesting to say the least. Whether it's you know, I, I, it's again, it's it point just like the text says right here. It's to point to the times and the seasons and the, you know days and years. You can keep track of time this way, um, and that's how. God created these things mm-hmm. to speak to us and tell us things. And and in the text right here, you know, page one, <laughs> line 14, he's telling you how he talks to you and tells you what time it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see, you know, and then we get back to Revelation, and we see Euphrates drying up, and it's just whether or not it is that time or not is, is irrelevant. It's important to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of the, are you ready? Mm-hmm. You know, and are you looking? Are we going to go finish up the days? Oh, I was trying to read Revelation 12. Yeah, brought this, that up, so this I was, was to, man, what was it? It's the... Was it 2020? Because I think 2020, with all the crazy that was going on, yeah, all of these things were sim- symbolized in some cons- constellation or or lunar or solar form. Yeah. They had and, like, uh... yeah, and the woman symbolizes something. The dragon symbolizes something. Obviously, the moon is the moon, and and the things lined up in a really interesting way. Um, seven diadems, the the um, the crowns symbolized something. Um, so there, it it is something that has been yeah, revealed. So one of them was like a crown of stars mm-hmm. on her head. And mm-hmm. so if you looked in the heavens, you saw the the woman. Um, which constellation is that? Well, basically, the moon was in the woman. Mm-hmm. And the moon, like, went through the woman mm-hmm. and down basically through her legs. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look in Stellarium, like, the moon, like, passes through her body out like a birth canal, mm-hmm. you know, and... When this is happening, you have Leo at her head, but, like, I think it was, like, Jupiter or something, or more. maybe it was more than one. There was, like, two other planets. Mm -hmm. Also in that, in the constellation of Leo, which is a 10-star constellation, making it 12 stars um, above her head, right? And so there's just these weird, like, it's, you know, am am I reading too much into it? It's possible. That's possible. But I, I don't think God does does accidents mm-hmm. in the heavens. Mm-hmm. I, I think those are purposeful, and um, He's calling out to a to a very uh, troubled generation of people. And I'm thankful to be on the boat. Um, I'm hoping as many people will get on the boat as possible. Um, but I I think paying attention to those things, just like you know, I'm. I'm reminded of Noah, so mm-hmm. very much in a lot, seeing a lot of these things. Um, so, okay, so let's let's. I know we're jumping around a lot. That's yeah, that's I kind of our way. No, no, no. But I, I'm going to jump following. again. Um, so, <laughs> right after all that whole like, it talks about like the dragon, right, and all that, and how just after that it talks about now war rose in heaven. 
Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven, Mm -hmm. and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan. So that clarifies the dragon is who is referred to as Satan and the devil Mm -hmm. within Hebrew scripture, right? The deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. So. This, 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 th- there's a couple of things here. This is... This is speaking futuristically at that point. It is a, a lot mean, of well it, this is this is the, one of those crazy thing places that really brings a lot of division when it comes to what what this is speaking to cuz some people But you have to read the context. Of you it. have to read the context, yes. And but some people authority... take that back to that this stuff happened during that creation time, that period no, of creation. I don't no, think so. I, and here's why. I'm throwing I, out there the different why, arguments, though. Here's right? why. Because Wait. it says, now, and I heard a vo- loud voice in the heavens saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. So this is post yeah, because uh, he's still accusing. At some point. He's still accusing today. Well, I, I mean, I would. It I, could. It could have already happened. I mean, but it. It's obviously at some point. At post-human. Has Has Satan been judged yet? I don't think he has. <laughs> that's That's my. That's my. Based on what this is saying, that's what it sounds like, mm-hmm. right? Because if he's been judged, he'd been. He'd have been cast out, but mm-hmm. he still serves his purpose, mm-hmm. and he's given just as. This is the this is the the kind of some of the irony is he's given just as much opportunity as we are, sure, you know, yes, right. He he has every opportunity to repent and turn back to God, right, and stop doing what he's doing. It's just we we all have come to realize that that's not what he's going to do, right. Um, he is he is hard. God has come to reveal that's not what he's yeah, and do. he's not yeah, and God right. has shown that he's not right, and told us he's not going to change his mind, right. Um, and we can trust him. Right. So, um, but but then the whole sounds, rest of the passage is. Fairly this like. sounds like he was still able to basically seek audience because... Well, that's clear in... in right? And in, so... Uh, Job. Uh, in Job. Uh, Job. Yeah. Right. That's clear in Job. So he's still able... Well, the thing is, is he's standing up there always to accuse. And, and I mean, I've been involved in some serious spiritual warfare. And, and, and I know that... Um, others have as well and it feels very much sometimes like that like that story in job where it feels like god's like no trey can handle it he you're not gonna break him and so that but then it gets all figurative again so So like that's why that's why it's frustrating right like why revelation is so frustrating is because like okay this looks pretty pretty literal right Mm -hmm. like and then it's like oh but then then it talks about the the woman, right, referred to that had the, the male child, like, was given great eagle's wings mm-hmm. 
to fly away from the serpent, right? Who's the woman? Whoever gave birth, right? Like, I mean, that's... Here's... I... My... Th- this is where you start to get into some weird stuff, and you gotta start making... I would, uh... <laughs> I would... I... My suggestion is that the woman who gives birth is... is the church. Right? And she grows wings, and... I think that's a that sounds like a rapture picture to me. You know, that's actually the first time I've ever heard that theory, mm. and it kind of makes sense. If you think about it, like I don't know who Get the male it. child would be, right? Like then that kind of is muddy. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I think but, the traditional understanding is that this it's speaking of of the Jews. Oh, there you go. That's that's the traditional so that understanding. That would make sense, is, right? Yeah. Christ and the Jews, and now right. the there's male, Christians. The male right? child is the, the male child is the Christians, right? The, right? the it's, woman it's is is the the Jewish, Jewish people. Jewish people, the Jewish nation. What would be the the bride? The bride. When you say when woman, so, so Israel is not for Jew and or not for Jew only. It's for the Gentile too. Right. And so And I think that what he's saying is like the 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 birth that is given unto well, I mean it says a male child, so I don't know mm-hmm. what that means, but um what he's saying is that it's the woman is the Jewish people. Right. And at the point in which like Oh. And the per- and the time in the wilderness was okay. meant to signify you're you're saying okay. So Whether that is meant to signify um, well, the, the male child could be also. Yeah, maybe. this doesn't talk about the bride. This just talks about the woman. So okay. Uh, yeah, obviously later on there is the the image painted of of the bride, which okay. when the bride is spoken of, yes, that's the church. Okay. This woman here traditionally is is oh, thought no. of the, the male child would be jesus still correct right Right. the the male child is jesus Jesus. right the male child is jesus the woman is the nation of israel who god called raised up formed gave a law and when he was and it was through it was through the jews that christ came so he's the jewish messiah he gives he gives israel wings to escape destruction and if you look at and if you look at history up to this point that's exactly what's happened yeah he has Mm -hmm. um and in, and in this particular case, it, well, I guess, has he, has, has, here, here, here's where, this is where the, the, your, your, your amillennialism, right, would, not, we're not yours, but, you know, this is where the, the idea really gets interesting, because now when you look at, this, because my question is, when was Satan in this, uh, in this prophecy? When is he cast down, mm-hmm. and has it happened already? Because mm-hmm. that, you know, there's nothing saying that he hasn't been. Right. I mean, it's it's clear he has authority, right? And even when Christ is tempted in the wilderness, it's Jesus never rebukes Satan for saying, "I will give you all of the kingdoms of the earth." He he just responds with scripture. So right. again, a lot of scholars think this is this is Jesus recognizing the fact that that Satan, the enemy, the the devil, um, does have authority on earth. Yeah, it's clear. So 
Um, so with all, like, where does that fit? That's where the wrestling match comes in with when exactly was was Satan cast down? At what point of this are we in? If the woman is the is the nation of Israel, um, you know, that that's why so many people watch what happens in the nation of, of Israel. And when they were given the promised land back from the Palestines, um, or the... I guess at that point there it was a lot of uh a lot of NATO, wasn't it? And Germany. Right. I mean Germany was big at World War Two was huge on it's like go back. Right. And <laughs> what was it the late was it late forties, fifties, sixties, forty or I think it was late something 30s. in the forties is telling it it's oh maybe it was maybe it was late I think 30s. it was the thirties because um, that was so like uh World so War Two ended it in forty five. They formed a nation in forty eight. Yes. Okay. So when the nation was reestablished and they were given the homeland, essentially, and, you know, obviously all of the turmoil that's existed from 48 up until now has been, you know, this war within, you know, is it Palestine, is it Israel, Palestinians, and, you know, the the Jews and all that stuff going on. But that's why there is, there was such a great, uh, people believed that was going to, to bring in the end of you know, the end time sure. was Israel's reestablished. Like they've got a place. They're back they're, in the Holy Land. They're not wrong. Right. <laughs> it just, we, 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 as humans, we have this really bad habit of, um, and, it, and this is in scripture too. And, um, Paul says, Hey, like calm down. It didn't happen yet. Cause we're right. all still here. Right. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> you know, so the end of that chapter, chapter 12, um, it says the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. So, I mean, it's pretty clear that we are also her offspring. Right, yeah. And and that so, point when it talks about Jesus, so, I mean, and, and Christ is very clear that we are brought into God's people, right? We... God's established his people through the Jews, and some of them have abandoned, but some of them have not. And then he said there's no dif- differentiation between Jew nor Gentile, so we're all brought into that that fold to become the bride of Christ. So the the starting point, and and then this this is a big a big discussion on its own is. What role does the nation of Israel play, and what role do Jews play going forward when it comes to end times? Well, the temple, number one, that's, right? That's a huge they thing would. that has yep. to happen. Yep. Okay, like nothing can happen until. I mean, well, that's like one one of the really big things that has to happen. There has to be a temple. Mm-hmm. So um, now, one of the things that's in Israel news is they're trying to make that happen pretty like, especially well, when I say they, I mean the religious Jews. Um, sure. And they've been trying to make that happen. Jews are more like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't push the envelope. We want to make peace. Mm-hmm. So, but the religious Jews are very much in favor of getting their temple back. Yep. So um, when, when I was in Israel in 19, um, same kind of thing happened there we, we were getting ready to go up to the temple mount and you pass through a checkpoint and um there were several um what i'm 
I don't know if they were Messianic Jews, but there were several young men, and uh, <laughs> the, the guy that was leading our group was like, uh, we're just going to let them go past us, and we're just going to hang back here for just a few extra minutes and, and just let them go whatever it is, do whatever they're going to do. So it, it's a common occurrence that you will get you'll get the, you know, Messianic Jews or, um, you know, just your um, Hasidic Jews that go and cause trouble on the Temple Mount, which we know belongs to Islam right now. Um, so, yeah. Kind of. Right. Kind of. But, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones with the mosque on top it's... and they're the ones maintaining it at this point. So. Yeah. So that will change at some point, and yeah. and that's the point in which everyone is. That's when everything is, is going to go is looking bottoms up toward right. Well, and that's that's why. So that the world knows this too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they know that if if the newly elected, um, well, newly reelected Netanyahu yeah. mm-hmm. was reelected, mm-hmm. another Benjamin, mm-hmm. you know, not a coincidence or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he was reelected, um, and he's got a coalition of some religious Jews, mm-hmm. and so that there is even some talk. I think um, that these they may be pushing to start sacrifices and building the temple, and mm-hmm. they may they may be willing to push the issue. They may feel like they can do it due to I don't know the chaos that's going on, sure. or you know in the world that they, that this is their opportunity to, to move on it. Um, I, I do think it's a bad idea as far as like, sort of, they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the way they'll do it is going to be no bueno. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, mm-hmm. right? And they're not wrong because it is their, it's theirs mm-hmm. by right. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't belong to Palestine. Mm-hmm. That's wrong, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, the way they're going to do it, they're not going to do themselves any favors. Yep. Because I think it's going to be ugly. Yep. As in bloody. Yep. Oh, Very bloody. You know that that's, it, that's the, the And inevitable. it's not going to be, and I don't think it's going to be the, the thing is, is I think many people maybe would think that it might be the Arab that starts it. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's going to be by force on part of maybe Israel. See, I was thinking the other the other way is that what what could happen is that the the Arab the Arabs will look like they're the victims of this. Possibly. And the world collectively will begin exactly. to side with them and say look at these look at these evil Jews um, who are claiming this land that yeah. doesn't belong to them in the first place and look at them ousting yet another yeah. Uh, yet another group of people, and you're going to have the potential yeah. dividing line in in the world again. That you'll have to choose yeah. which side to stand on. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, prophesy bad things happening, of course. But I just, it's too easy, um, in that area for. Uh, there's a lot of fireworks that. These oh yeah, all the time. Guys launch it yeah. at the IDF and yep. and um. <clears throat> and uh, also, I mean, like you said, the the rabbinic and Hasidic, yep. the, the Jews are not 
not like there are Jews that are doing things that are not right towards yeah. African or uh, Arab people mm-hmm. and Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. Like that is true. Like they're not. That's the problem is that everybody's got complaints mm. and, and nobody wants to listen to the other party's complaint. Right. Um, and, and so I think what's going to end up happening is one party is going to strong arm the other. And I think it's going to be Israel is going to take back what is theirs by force because they're going to feel that they have God on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will. He will allow them to do that. Um, and then they will go completely overboard and set up the rest of the story Mm. so um and and the remnant will come out of that which is a good thing so that's the good news Mm -hmm. there's a remnant there's just so much to this that like i've been reading and reading and reading yeah you can't it's like you can't catch up on it well i mean it's it's just it just keeps happening (laughs) there's there's too much vague to put any kind of and I know that's probably the point right mm-hmm. I get that but there's too much vague to make any kind of real uh, and you know finger okay is that the point of it is that the point is that why God gave revelation the way he did was to say look these guys aren't supposed to get it they're not supposed to get the whole thing they're supposed to understand there is something coming they're supposed to start asking questions. They're mm-hmm. supposed to start start taking what you find in Revelation and seeing all of the other places in Scripture that bring, bring this culmination to, to this book the way it does. Is that the point? Like, well, maybe that's it. I think, I think my favorite worship leader hits the nail on the head, and it's people get ready. Jesus is coming. Yeah. I mean, my that's... I think that's honestly, like what revelation is about right my favorite line of revelation is the second to last line he who testifies to these things says surely i am coming soon that's jesus christ amen come lord jesus that's that's like (laughs) yeah you know i I think and that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come and as the lion just yet but when we ask him to come we we're asking him to come do the work that needs to be done and the reason that for me the the whole point that revelation paints the end of the end of the world as a picture mm-hmm. and god tells us what's going to happen so that we can see what's coming he, he's alerting us and he's telling us what's coming and the end is coming mm-hmm. if there is a beginning there is an end you know well you'd think that you would think that humans knowing the end would act like it Mm -mm. well but i mean if you knew who was gonna win the football game on sunday you go out and place money on that team you're right right so like we would live like we knew who was gonna win right and so like you'd think that knowing who wins in the end we would live like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is a natural human habit yeah. that if we, but if we know something for sure. But that's that's what J- Judas was the same way. It, it he he knew that God had won. He knew he he saw everything they saw. He knew the truth. He just didn't love God. 
he chose something else. He, you know, at, at the end of the day, he, he just, he picked, he picked himself. It, and, and he just, it wasn't the promise of what God was going to do wasn't enough for him. And so it's, I can't see how he could open, like, I, I don't see how someone could openly look at it and, and, and make that choice, you're, I think, is what you're really saying. But I think that if, if you close your eyes just enough, you, you can make a, enough horrible decisions to, to go against God. And I think that's exactly what Judas had to do, and I think that's exactly what we do when we ignore what the Lord has said. And um, when we know... Especially if you're studying scripture as Christ, as a, like I'm talking to Christ, like Christ following believers, like when we are doing things we're not supposed to do, and I'm I do it too. I'm guilty, you know. That we have to close our eyes when we do those things to make it acceptable. So, so here's something that I've been thinking about, and and you you gave me the segue. You opened the door for football talk. Um, so I'm I'm really grateful Sports for this. Ball. Yeah. So what day is today? Today is the fourth on the second. Two days ago, I don't know when you're listening to this, but January second, Rose Bowl happened. Granddaddy of them all, right? The 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 premier what was at one point the premier football bowl game that yeah. would happen. Penn State Nittany Lions, my team, right? They played Sean Clifford, their quarterback. He's been a part of the team for six years, um, which how does that happen? Red shirts and so on. And, and water boy. Yeah. So um, he, it was the last game he was ever going to play as a Nittany Lion. He, he graduated as a senior. Um, and he became the, the quarterback with the most passing yards in history in, for, for the Nittany Lions, the most completed, the most touchdown, most completed passes, um, one of the highest passer percentage, completion percentages, and the most wins as a quarterback, oh, wow. as a starting quarterback for, for, for the Nittany Lions. Wow. Um, so huge accomplishment for this guy. Played probably a, maybe not the best game of his career, but he played – Almost flawlessly. I mean, it was a, it was a phenomenal game for if you're an, if you're a Penn State fan, like it was the game that you wanted to see happen. It was where everything went right. The defense showed up, the offense showed up. Um, Clifford, who has had his moments of being questionable as a quarterback, like showed up and played one of his best games ever. And you saw the culmination of his career come to an end in a really positive way like and he was emotional he was thankful he knew i and i think everybody knows like even though he holds these records as an italy lion he's not an nfl quarterback like he's not if he did get drafted it would be way at the bottom end maybe a practice team guy like he's not going to be a starting guy on a sunday morning like the brady so he he knew going into this thing that this was the end and he left it all on the field and he played his heart out, and he played incredibly well. Next, just after that game, there was another football game that happened, NFL game. It was the, the Bills and the Bengals. Um, and the Bengals, right? Yeah. Got another player that showed up, 24 years old, didn't think it was going to be his last game. And it might not be his last game ever, but it's going to be his last game for a really long day. time. It was almost his last day, right? Like. And it Period. was it was it was a play that wasn't even. It was one that you'd be like, oh, just another play that happened, right? He didn't look. It wasn't a hard hit. Wasn't a hard hit, right? But dude goes into cardiac arrest, and he got up. 
He was fine, and then he fell. But but he had this. He had uh-huh. a cardiac incident, yeah. right? And lots of people asking right. lots of different questions, and and really thought it was incredible. Um, I think it was yesterday. Uh, w- one of the ESPN or one of the commentators, he not not from the game, but an analyst, um, former quarterback, can't remember his name, uh, but on air, he prayed for this guy. He didn't say in Jesus' name, but he prayed to God, right? And, and that's, he made that clear. You know, so you you take the little you take what you take what the wins you, where you can get, wins right? You can get, yeah. So it it made me just think about two games, two players, at the at the at a, a pinnacle point in their career because that the Bills Bengals game was chalked as this is a defining game for both of these teams and where they're going to sit for for the yeah. playoff picture. And you've got this one guy who's who's a, been a pretty good, pretty solid player for the Bills. Young guy, lots of potential ahead of him, and on a routine play, gets hit in a way that didn't seem extraordinary, and almost ended his life. Yeah, like one guy finishing the day on on cloud nine, the other guy finishing his day fighting for his life. And really, if it hadn't been for the preparation that had gone into that point from the, those around him, he would have died on the field. Probably. But medical staff was on point. Um, they were they always set up for game for any game. You know, a local a local medical yeah. center that can treat these types of injuries, and everybody knew the role. They they did their they did their part, and because of that, this guy is starting to come out of it. Long, 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 long road ahead, but starting to come out of it. And so all of the end talk, it really brought it all into focus. And I I, I thought about that after – I wasn't watching the, the Bengals-Bills game, but uh, Dwayne, uh, he sent me this text message. Hey, man, did you see what just happened? I was like, no. And then he sent me a link, and I was like – It's intense. That was insane. And like it all just collided like – I just saw Sean Clifford get carried off the field as a hero after six years, um, three, four of them starting quarterback, you know, number one guy, won the biggest game on the biggest stage. And now we've got this other guy playing on an even on a bigger platform and probably about the same age as, as Sean Clifford and took one hit the wrong way and likely marked the end of his career almost marked the end of his life well so now that you've said that yeah they had two very different days yep which one of them had the fear of god put in them hopefully at least one of them yeah especially the one that was real close to seeing him up close and personal and i pray that that's what happens Mm -hmm. that he has the fear of god put in him and that he can repent and trust in christ um, that would be a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Clifford, though, too, because you can win all the Rose Bowl trophies you want. Um, they're not going to keep you company. See, you took it that way. <laughs> I took it as which one of those endings are you going to have? That's true. Right? Because yeah, you can apply. Regardless, I mean, I, I, as a Penn State fan, uh, there have been times where I was yelling at the screen on Saturdays, <laughs> being like, "What? The, just get this guy out of here!" For crying out loud, he can't do anything, and yet here he is 
this 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 career that he put together to make him among the best in a very storied tradition. I mean, it, it really speaks a lot because there were a lot of people, a lot of people who had a lot of doubts about him being their quarterback, and he weathered the storm, and he went through it, and he played the game, and he did it the best way he knew how, and he ended this whole thing with an incredible victory over a team that was probably was favored in the end. I mean, it was a, a pretty tight matchup, but um, he, he won in a big way, too. So versus this other guy who man he has he counted his days like has he because they're numbered like has he made the most of this and does he have something on the back end of this because he he won he won ready for that yeah. nobody was ready for that i mean the ems was ready for that <laughs> it's a good thing that they were the i mean the funeral home's always ready right they're always ready for you could be any time. They can make a space for you. Right. They can make a space for you. And so one but, uh, one of those two endings is going to happen for us. Either it's going to come in a collective, overwhelming shout of victory, or it's going to come in this almost demoralizing oh, no. point of defeat that yeah. happened in a way out of nowhere that you never saw coming. Yeah. Didn't matter how fit he was, didn't matter how much money he has, didn't didn't matter that he's a professional athlete, or that he loved his mama. Didn't matter he loved his mama, right? He did. He, yep. he hugged her before every game. Yep. He, and she, they, know. the ambulance waited for her yeah. to get down so she could ride with. Didn't matter. None of that mattered. Didn't matter that he was a part of this team before. Like none of that mattered. Such a good commentary for life. Yeah. Sure. Every is. every once in a while, at least. That was one of those days, January 2nd, 2023. Great day for football to be a commentary for life. How many more? How you want to finish? What do we got? Well, we have a choice to make, to be ready. You know, don't be, don't be caught like this, this Bills player where you're not prepared Mm. um, because your, your day is going to look a lot like his day Mm. at the end. Um, and if you're if you're prepared, you know, just like you said, as much as that that kid prepared mm-hmm. for that game, and he prepared for that fight, and he may not have done it perfect, but at the end of the day, God decides the winner and the loser, and so and they beat Utah, and, and they're they beat, full of Mormons, so you so, know that there was some form of spiritual warfare that was happening right there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> God Done. loves Mormons too, but he does love Mormons <laughs> too. But that's not the way to salvation. No. But yeah, I think I think that if you if we we can learn by preparing so that we're not caught out in those situations, mm-hmm. and um, we just got to pay attention and do the best we can to love our neighbor and love God every day. Not necessarily in that order; you should reverse it. Mm-hmm. But love God, love your neighbor in that order. Amen. And be ready. And if you and if you're like, I don't know if I'm ready. Figure out why you're not. It's mm. good. And we're always here to help you. Yep. So you don't have to do it alone. So ready or not, at some point the end's coming. 
and it's going to come... I mean, the end of all of it's going to come in a blaze of glory as Christ returns as the valiant warrior who who restores order to the chaos and the crazy that is what we've made of it. Um, our end may come before then. It may not. We might be listening, and we might see this thing happening. Um, regardless, it is about preparation, and it's about knowing which team you're on and and whether or not you're ready for whatever comes ahead. Because the end, the end is the same for us all. What happens after the end isn't the same for us all. Uh, so that is the thing that we we need to prepare ourselves for. And so, hey, like Trace said, we would love to chat with you more about this. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have comments, um, yeah, if, if you wanna if you wanna throw more thought our way, you can hit us up on. Uh, on our email at thetruthresponse at gmail.com. You can check out our Facebook page and uh, and give us a, a like, give us a share, give us a, um, a question that you might have. And other than that, I hope you're ready, because we certainly are. And uh, look forward to talking with you guys again soon. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.